Okay, so we started this worship service with um, three words. Same with me, goat, community, Jesus. All right, and so the first word is really not, a, it's not literally goat, the goat animal, but it's an acronym for greatest of all time. How many of you have heard of this acronym? Yep, it's very popular in uh, sports uh, these days. Actually, if you trace kind of the roots of where it came from, it started in uh, the music, uh, the uh, pop and R&B and rap music, kind of as a, as a saying that you're the greatest of all time in what you do, in your talents and your abilities. Um, and as I said, it's been used more recently in the sporting world, talking about the talents. I studied this uh, uh, acronym a little bit and this week, and it's not just used to describe uh, how great you are in something um, and kind of you know how impressive you are, but it is used to also describe that you are a great person inside and through your actions, kind of the total package. Last week, Pastor Greg talked about integrity. Being the greatest of all time, being a goat, means that your integrity matches uh, what you are doing on the outside. You combine your gifts, your skills. You are a person of great character. You love, you serve others. It's kind of a, a total package. Now, if you followed the Olympics this summer, you know that Simone Biles, who you see before you, uh, was often referred to as a goat in gymnastics in her sport. She even had a leotard with goat embroidered on the back. I watched a, a segment that told the story of, of um, why she had this embroidered on the back of her leotard as, as a reminder that she could do what she had set her mind to do. However, if you followed Simone during the Olympics, you know that she struggled uh, with being in sync, connecting her mind with her body, and that kept her out of some of her competition. Now put yourself in, in her shoes, in the shoes of a, of a gymnast. You're, you're flying through the air at really fast speeds and if you are not totally on connecting your mind, knowing your routine with your body, doing your routine, you are going to get hurt. And so Simone sat out uh, for um, much of the competition. Gymnasts call what she had the twisties. It's just where something is off and you're not able to compete at the level that you have trained for. So Simone the Goat sat out for a few days of the gymnastics competition. But if you observed her, she was the fullest definition of the greatest of all time. She went from being an amazing competitor that was totally locked on to being an amazing uh, coach, an encourager to her teammates. Even though her mental status was not conducive for her gymnastics competition, she focused on being a goat for her team. Simone has a lot to teach us in our life of faith. Today we focus on being the church, the community of the faithful. 
And I want each and every one of you, as I have told Saturday night service and as I told 8.30 this morning and as I'm gonna tell 11 o'clock today, I want all of you to be the greatest of all time when it comes to your discipleship journey. I want each of you to renew your call to follow Jesus on this day that we celebrate being the church together. Not solely as an individual where, you know, me and Jesus, we got this thing going on, but more than that, I want you to think about being the greatest of all time in your faith as a community member. How you are inside matching your actions outside of you as you engage in faith with the community and with the world, just like Simone was as part of the Olympic team. So we have our first word down, goat. Let's move to community. I invite you to open up your scripture to Ephesians 2, verses 17 to 22 on page 1067. St. Paul writes in chapter two, verse 17, he says that Jesus proclaimed peace to you who were far off and peace to you who were near. Remember that Ephesians is a letter written to the early church community that was primarily made up of Gentile Christians. Gentile Christians were people who came to faith by their understanding, by their experience of Jesus uh, as they heard it told to them. Non-Gentiles were Jewish Christians, Hebrew Christians. They were the ones who traced their ancestry back to Abraham and Sarah. And they're the ones who have adhered to Old Testament laws as part of their family traditions for hundreds and hundreds of years. And so what happened as the early church came together, there was the church that was near, which was the Hebrew Christians who had inherited uh, the promise of the Messiah. And those who were far off were the Gentile Christians, the one who had not experienced God's grace yet in their community. But when they heard about it and they experienced it, they wanted to be a part of the church. And so... um, St. Paul says, this peace that comes to us in Jesus Christ is given to all people, everyone. It doesn't matter if you have a biological line or not. All people across the world are given the gift of faith. Now look at verse 19, Ephesians 2, 19. So then knowing this peace in our hearts, you are no longer strangers and aliens, but you are citizens with the saints. I always think that would be a great rock band name. We are citizens with the saints. Citizens with the saints and also members of the household of God. You belong to the church. You belong to God's love, God's promise in your life. Nothing separates you from that. Again, referencing the Gentile community and how they often felt excluded, St. Paul encourages these Christians that they are citizens and members of God's household. 
All of those divisions that we create in life that separate us from being in relationship to one another are gone because of the peace of Jesus Christ that has come into this world. That is a vision that we commit ourselves to as the church and we work towards that. I think it's important for us to remember uh, that this is, this is the work of the early church, Jews and Gentiles coming together. But let's go back a little bit further in history with how Jesus called his disciples and who he called to follow him. There were uh, common fishermen from the region of Galilee, common people who went out and they fished every day and then they brought their fish harvest in and they sold it at the marketplace. Jesus said, come and follow me. I'm gonna make you fish for people. And then Jesus called Levi, who was a Hebrew, a Jew, and said, I want you to follow me. And Levi was a tax collector for the Roman Empire. He was a traitor at best. And Jesus said, I need you. I need you to be my disciple. And then Jesus called Judas the zealot, the one who wanted to overthrow the Roman Empire by violence, by any means within his power. And Jesus said, I need you to serve with me as a disciple. Jesus called women who did not have the same status as men and said, I need you to be my disciple. We need to remember this vision that Jesus gives to us as the church. All these divisions that we have in our lives, all these boxes that we put each other in, all the judgments that we cast on each other have no weight in the kingdom of God. We are called to have open arms, open arms to all people as we are members of the church and as we go out into the world. Sheridan as a congregation, especially since the death of George Floyd, has been committed to being people of peace. People who are out in the world, uh, working through all those ways that we experience division and trusting that God's vision of bringing us together, of finding pathways forward with one another, learning each other's stories, working together for, for a better future, we have committed to that. We have worked at reaching out to our neighbors in faith, even when we don't look like one another or have the same culture or traditions. And in doing this, we are truly trusting that we are citizens with the saints in heaven. And we are trusting that vision from Jesus, that we are all members of God's household, living this vision of building up the household of faith. Brothers and sisters, we have done good work, but there is so much work for us to do as both a congregation and as we continue our lives out in the world. We must continue to commit to grow and to learn and to study and to reach out to others who are not like us. 
driven by the spirit of God's love and sharing in our common citizenship of faith. So that's community. You're the greatest of all time. You're part of the community. The third word is Jesus. Let's just remember the story of Jesus quickly. God sent his son into the world. This is unparalleled in any other world religion. That God who resides in heaven as the creator of all would come into our world and be subject to human sin and human vulnerability and be subject to violence and ultimately death so that you and I would have the gift of life. Everything that we do is possible because of this promise for us. Look at verse 21. In him, in Jesus, the whole structure, the structure of the community of the church is joined together and grows into a holy temple in the Lord. This is our vision statement. Because of Jesus, because of his work, his sacrifice for us, and because of him sending the advocate, the Holy Spirit into the world, which resides within each of us, we are capable of accomplishing this vision of being a community where all are welcomed. Now, even when we are joined together, it doesn't mean that things are going to be easy. We are going to have growing pains. Anyone who has ever raised a child or anyone who remembers their own human development, you remember that there's times when you just have aches because you're growing so fast. Why should the church be any different? We are going to have our aches and pains as we grow, as we learn new things, as we uh, continue to see this vision that God has given to us in Jesus Christ. It's gonna hurt at times, but we're going to grow. And that is what it means to be a household of believers. So let these three words rattle around in your soul this week. You're a goat. You are the greatest of all time as one of Jesus' disciples. You are part of the community and Jesus gave his life so that you can accomplish these things. So focus on being a goat like Simone Biles. Be the total package in this world. Learn and grow in faith. Give up any hatred or criticism that you have in your heart. Focus on loving yourself as God loves you. Because if that is your focus, you have enough love to give and to share. Be the church community. Commit again, uh, as we have the annual meeting today, commit again to another year of serving in this place and out into the world. Be a part of our ministry. Encourage each other as you are a part of the ministry in whatever way that you serve in this place. And finally, always remember that this is possible because Jesus has loved you first. Goat, community, Jesus, it is a strange combination of words, but it works. It makes sense for us today to help us understand 
how we are called to be God's people. Amen.